mother says he was a normal happy boy until he became obsessed with black metal music. Rock and roll! Sounds like Christian Rick. Heavy metal music. Groups promote satanic worship. They're anti-peace and anti-life. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Metal Face Podcast, where each week we discuss free metal albums. My name is Ben, and joining me, I have Tom. Tom, say hello. Hello, Ben. Also joining us, of course, we have Josh. Hello, Ben. Hello, Tom. <laughs> hey, Josh. <laughs> so this week we'll be talking about Headstrong by Rash Decision, Thousands of Evils by Viljata, and Black Age Blues by Goatsnake. Nice. Cool. Before we get to all that, Josh, I understand there's something that uh, that you wanted to discuss with us. Yeah, oh, so Papa Roach has released a new version of their hit single, The Banger, The Greatest of All Time, The Immortal, <sighs> The Legendary, Last Resort. Oh, God. And this isn't the 2020 <laughs> version, which they've, they've re-recorded with, you know, better production. This oh, is a not... bona fide, no, this is a bona fide, new and improved collaboration with a, a chap called Jerris Johnson, who... <laughs> He looks like Chad Kroger. <laughs> he does look a bit like a, a, a modern Chad Kroger. But he, he's like a... Of Nickelback fame, for anyone listening <laughs> who's lucky enough not to know who that is. <laughs> yeah, so Mr. Johnson is a... Um... <laughs> what? He's a, he's Boris a tic- Johnson? Boris. No, Jerris. He's a TikToker. <laughs> and he, he, he does Great. these kind of cool emo kind of emo rap covers... Is that word emo rap? Cool. No. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say, Josh, from every word you're saying, I'm just sinking further and further into the, into the pit. <laughs> he does these kind of sad rap covers and emo type of covers of, of, of popular songs. So he, oh, he's done God. like an emo version of Africa by Toto, which is pretty cool. Oh he, man, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's really it's <laughs> pretty. It's good. Like I, I, I props to him. But My interest he, has suddenly increased again, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, yeah. He did a kind of new version of Last Resort, and Paparoj liked it, and they called him up, I guess, and they got together, and they <laughs> created a whole new two... It's only two minutes long, but it's, it, it's a whole new kind of... Re, re, they call it Reloaded. It's like a remix version of Last Resort, and I thought it was really cool, so I made these guys listen to it. Yeah, so, yeah, you what, did. What What do we think? Okay, so can I can I go first here? Because, um, Josh, I think we need to address this. Are you... Just like a glutton for punishment, because you keep bringing this stuff, and you just, <laughs> you know how we're going to react. <laughs> I think, okay, right, this is cool. This is like the people <laughs> collaborating with the artists. This is like a cultural kind of event. I think it's really I, exciting. Yeah, do you know what? I'm fine with no, that. I see that aspect You're not talking about the music, though. <laughs> <laughs> I also think I also think the music I think the music's much better than the original. I think it's it sounds really kind of mm. powerful and, and and cinematic and quite like, you mm. know, energetic in a way that the original didn't necessarily. And the original's cool. I like it. But I think this is really it leans into the good parts of the track a lot and I think it's mm. it's a cool kind of mashup of these two, you know, genres. Like like it's new metal that really kind of leans into the the not metal bits but does it really well. And I think it, I think yeah. it works. Yeah, I mean, I I kind of I hesitantly say I think there's going to be more of this sort of thing in the future mm. in a way like the sort of I don't know TikTok rap generation. Gen Z. It's not it's not something I particularly get. It's not something I'm really into, but I mean this guy is clearly good at what he's doing yeah. at least. Like it's like yeah, okay, that's that's like a thing. It's not my thing. That's fair. <laughs> and I've got to say I don't actually like the original song that much. Fair enough. Do you know, I'm just thinking back. Um, just unlocked some like memories in my head. I think Papa Roach's Infest might be the first kind of hard rock, kind of metal-esque 
album that I ever actually heard. Really? Really? Yeah, I'm thinking back. My, my brother went through a bit of a emo-y, hardcore phase, I guess. And uh, yeah. I stole that CD from him back when people had CDs. It was that and um, Rammstein with Fire Fry on it. Those, those are the two ah, yes. songs I first see, ever heard. I'm all for that. I've think... forgotten about that. Now, now I remember. Great. <laughs> so, Ben, Pap Roach was the first heavy rock, almost, dare I say, metal album you listened to? Yeah, I think so. Pap Roach were the first rock band I saw live. Well, they were at the gig. Really? They were at my wow. first gig, yeah. I, was, I saw Disturbed with um, Papa Roach. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that is like, that's a proper like 2000s gig. Yeah, I think <laughs> like 16 or 15 year old me, I'm going to make it one year younger. Um, <laughs> would have, would have <laughs> absolutely <laughs> loved that. I was obviously much yeah. older when I was 16. Uh, I <laughs> loved Disturbed when I was 15. That's when I saw oh, yeah. And it was the best. I don't listen to Disturbed much now, but at the time I thought they were the best thing ever. And Papa Roach, let me tell you, I wasn't that into them. They are good live. 15-year-old me had a good time. Yeah. <laughs> What's uh, what, what was your first gig then? What embarrassing band did, did, did you see? Do you know what? I'm really struggling to remember, and I really, I honestly cannot, I cannot remember. I, I started off seeing a lot of like small bands that I really just cannot uh, remember any of their names. Uh, that's but the first big, like the first festival I ever went to, which was probably the first major gig that I went to, I went to um, Reading one year, and I think it, it might have been 2014, but I'm totally guessing that year. But I was going to see Mastodon and American Head Charge, I think, were playing as well. Nice. But then they both nice. pulled out. Oh, They really? both pulled out, so I didn't get to see either of them. However, there is a happy ending to the story, because at the very end of the day, the band that was headlining the sort of heavier tent at Reading was a an up-and-coming French band named Gajira. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, so I got to see them. And I'd never heard of a Gajira song before I saw no. them. And... Um, Oh my god, it like blew my mind. I came away from there just being like, I, I need to listen to as much Gajira as I possibly fucking can. That's cool. Yeah, man. man. Yeah, well, they're a fucking good band. And to catch them so early when they've become one of the sort of, they were sort of one of the big bands of the last yeah. sort of 10 years, definitely. Yeah. And like, don't get me wrong, I mean, it's, it's Reading, so it was like a fairly big crowd, but we're probably talking like a couple of hundred people, maybe. Mm. Like, you know, they were off yeah. to the side of a main stage, like, you know, it's Reading anyway, so it's not going to be a huge metal scene. But, um,. Mm. Yeah, That's no, that, cool. was, that was awesome. That's that is cool. much more legit than my story. Well, only because yeah. I've picked a story from a couple of years later. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. You've been, uh, yeah, you've been selective with it. <laughs> yeah. I think my first gig was um, Slipknot, Machine Head, and Children of Bodom. Nice. When I was about sort of uh, fourteen or something. Yeah, quite a good lineup, really. But that I mean, was, yeah, I hadn't good. listened to Children of Bodom or Machine Head much back then and I still haven't listened to them much now to be honest <laughs> although I was a big Slipknot fan and remained so for a long time Children of Bodom are very much a band where like if they come on I like them but I don't think I could name more than two of their songs I, no, they, no, I imagine yeah, they must true. be cool live though yeah yeah yeah, I think they were supposed to be pretty good. You were there, weren't you? Yeah, well, I can't. I know, this was this was twelve years ago. Oh, okay, you know, like, I, don't, I don't really remember. The only thing I really remember about Children of Bodom is having their cover of Britney Spears. Oops, I did it again on my iPod. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've ever listened to an actual song by them. <laughs> That's funny you should say that, actually, because I remember showing that to people when I was in school to be like, oh, this is sort of, this will get you into metal because you like this song <laughs> by Britney Spears, and here's like a metal cover of it. And I do still think that actually, if someone is like, if there's someone in your life <laughs> who doesn't understand metal and you want to do something for them, show them a cover of like a song they already like, and like that is a good a good way to get into it, isn't it? I like how this room and then took a turn to almost like a medical commercial where you're like, yeah. if there's someone in your life who you need to put straight, <laughs> to correct, someone in your life listen to metal. Doesn't... 
like metal. They're probably more well adjusted than you. <laughs> <laughs> Stop listening to this vile music. <laughs> I I think it's interesting though because I I've given a few friends who don't like metal covers of pop songs and they never seem to like them very much in my experience well i mean from a certain perspective uh, those bands are just sort of ruining the songs they like <laughs> that's what yeah, i was gonna say I think I think that's that's like you're, you're <laughs> taking something they already like and then like corrupting it you know it's like yeah. probably better to just start with something they've got no connection to <laughs> rather than being like hey yeah. you know, <laughs> like oh we made it like a lot worse in some ways <laughs> but i like it more just throw them headfirst into Nile or something like that. <laughs> I think that can be better. Not the Nile. It... That would be very oh, no. dangerous. That's Yeah, don't do that. I, I know very little about the Nile. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all right. This isn't a podcast about great rivers. Oh, that would be a good podcast, though. I, 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 I turned up to one class on river modelling once, so... <laughs> On purpose? We're, this is turning into the Riverface podcast. Stop, stop. <laughs> this is my plan all along. This is the Hydrology Face podcast. Well, we should maybe change the subject a little bit and talk about oh, maybe. a band that was a big gateway band for me. Let's talk about our first album this week Headstrong by Rash Decision. So Rash Decision are a fresh punk band from Cornwall. I say fresh punk broadly speaking, but there are sort of elements of hardcore, grindcore, fastcore, all sorts of different stuff going on in there. Headstrong is their second of three full-length albums, and they have a ton of EPs and splits out as well. I say full-length, we're talking about 20 minutes each. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I got into this album when we were all at university together, and it was definitely a sort of gateway to all sorts of fast grindy stuff not to mention a whole bunch of punk and i became sort of associated with this band at uni yeah that, can well, we just pause for yeah, like one yeah, second yeah, josh, josh, do you remember when tom got into fresh decision how do you that time? <laughs> could i forget yeah. i we all remember that time <laughs> for, for our for our listeners tom and i lived together for a few years and in the second of those two years i'd regularly walk into the kitchen and open the door and the sweet tones of rash decision <laughs> fill my ears as I was trying to make breakfast with a bad hangover. Yeah, man. Well, they're a very palatable band, in my opinion. I mean, I think that they're... I think they have an accessible sound, you know? We'll get into the album more specifically in a minute, but I think that they do have a very palatable sound. I mean, like, I had put them on at parties, and if you're singing along to their songs at parties and stuff, they've got fucking funny lyrics. This is the yeah. thing, yeah. I, I think with the samples as well, I can read, because a lot of them are... One, one of them is from a meme, isn't it? Like, it kind of... Like, I want the, um, Gentlemen, this is, this is democracy yeah. manifest. Exactly. Da, 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 da. <laughs> yeah. Is it, um, they have, like, uh, is it Judge Dredd? He's like, your move, creep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think uh, they, they do that really well, actually. Like, a lot of, sort of, um, bands in the kind of, like, underground, sort of, grindcore scenes use a lot of, kind of, samples and things. And sometimes mm. it can be a bit like just sort of thrown in. But I think they're definitely a band where it, it helps like the rhythm of the music. It keeps the album moving the whole time. And with something that's like so fast as well, it's nice to have those kind of points to like break it up a little bit, I think. Yeah, those like sound bites act as like a really good point of reference, right? Like when you're listening back to the album and j just thinking about it now, I'm actually thinking that it was a Robocop reference that you will move creep. But when you hear that... And you like, yeah. you know the song that's coming, and then quite often it's like the start of a song, you know, and then the intro plays, and you're like, 
oh yeah it's, it's this song yeah I think um, they definitely do have some really sort of memorable mm. riffs and moments in there and I because I, I remember when I was listening to them at university how was it Josh described them Josh said this is what people who don't like metal think that metal yeah. sounds yeah. like <laughs> and I want to say I want to kind of go in here and say Josh what were your thoughts overall re-listening to Rash Decision. So I thought I wasn't going to like it. I think maybe the hungover context in which I, I'd kind of been introduced to originally may have <laughs> tainted my opinion a bit. I really liked it. I The second yeah, half man. of the album in particular, I thought was fantastic. Mm. I was kind of like, oh, there's one good song. And I was like, wait, there's another good song. This is weird. Well, there can't be a third one. Oh, here we go. You know? <laughs> their, their songs are, like, just full of hooks. Yeah. They're really... Re- I, like, the, I think these guys, guys are definitely going to go on my... Um, maybe not super regular rotation, but I'm going to listen to them mm. lots more, actually. <laughs> because songs like um, Sunburn and Blinded by Leaves oh, uh, yeah. sound really cool. And they, they sound quite mathy and quite... Almost, I want to say, quite proggy in sections. It's it's just, like, there's a lot going on there which you can quite easily write off. Mm. And I think I made the same mistake that a lot of people who don't like metal do. And I, 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 I feel somewhat ashamed of now. Where they hear, you know, a bit that's noise and they're like, oh, it's all noise. And I think I did the same thing. Where it's, uh, Yeah, because I think the end of Chin Chin Pussies, where it's like five or six, like, shrieks increasingly <laughs> drawn yeah. out. Which, like, to, to a, a group of people like us is fucking hilarious and, like, really works. So somebody who doesn't like metal, they're going to listen to that and be like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. But there's such an element of humor in all of their music. That it's sort of they can play off doing like really wild stuff like that. Yeah, if Definitely. you're in on the joke, it's it's really funny, isn't it? Like it's, yeah. it's yeah. good. I think um, what you said, Josh, about how it's like almost math rock in a way. It's kind of interesting because I think the music is so heavily like, distorted and insane, and like they have those weird like the escalating screaming throughout the song and things yeah. like that. <laughs> but you don't get that immediate um, impression of really complex music and really complex mm. ideas going into it. But then when you actually listen to every single piece of a song, you're like oh wait, they changed something there and they changed something else and now we're doing something yeah. else and the song's only a minute long and this has happened 10 times. <laughs> it's like... Yeah, that's the absolutely. thing. I think that's why, that's like, hence the association with um, Grindcore especially. Short songs kind of packed full of ideas. A genre where you can kind of throw anything into the big, um, into the blender, you know? Yeah. And uh... <laughs> There might be a blender on this album. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember, um, so I first saw them supporting Iron Reagan. You listened to those guys oh, before? Oh, yeah. Once or twice, I think. Yeah. Yeah, spin-off, or side project, I should say, of the uh, frontman for uh, Municipal Waste. Oh, I didn't and, know uh, I, I, I really yeah. like Iron Reagan, uh, another band mm. that you have managed to implant into my brain by just playing. Yeah. Are they the ones yeah. who did um, Miserable Failure? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. oh, I love Miserable and Failure. Gore, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I, I saw them supporting I saw them supporting Iron Reagan and there was just like I remember thinking watching them like, Oh man, these guys are really good. There's a lot of energy here and so I went to the merch stand and I'm pretty sure I actually stole one of the albums because it was like it was like a pound each or like pay how much you want. And I was like, well, See, I've given them a lot I've given them a lot of money since, I can tell you that much. Shows nothing. <laughs> I would pay. Nothing. I'm just covering my tracks in case anyone from the band listens to this. <laughs> yeah, so I really enjoyed the first album. And I remember listening to the second album and having that kind of slightly like, oh, it's it feels like a bit of a kind of wall of noise type thing. Which is funny to say because now, however many, what would it be, five years later? I know that album so well that I'm like, every single song does something different every 10 seconds or so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's, um, as I say, like, as I said at the beginning, it mixes so many different genres. But like, even in terms of like vocal styles, you've got those sort of, sort of shrieking kind of punk vocals that are really just like out there. And then you've got kind of deep, like full metal guttural mm. vocals. You've got the, the sort of the main lead singer, 
got his like sort of much more gruff and like barking punk vocals and then you've also got kind of like moments of like gang shouts and also like high yeah, pitch screaming and stuff i love the variation in the vocals like mm. it it's just another element you know i yeah. love the sound the bass guitar the, the um, lead guitar the drums they're all really well put together and then the vocals on top of that with like you say with two different sort of contrasting styles yeah it just gives the music so much depth like which it, yeah on, on first impression like you say you don't really think it's going to be there but then it really is i think i think this album's definitely the almost the epitome of the, of the phrase like less is more right it's it does because the songs are so short and it's such a short album. It has to do so many things with with not that much time and somehow manages to yeah. use all these different elements in lots of cool ways. And it's really it's it's like a really like there's no fat on it. Yeah, it's 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 all it's all just the pure meat. Whereas like you compare that to sort of Metallica's most recent albums and stuff, and it's like <laughs> we're talking like a nine minute song where they repeat the same riff just over and over and over again. <laughs> Which if you like the riff, well you won't by the end of it. So. <laughs> <laughs> I do like a bit of repetition. I think it can be cool, but I also think that yeah, definitely, yeah. The the way they've they've managed to just keep it being you know one new thing after another new thing for the whole album is is is, is really good. Well, I think it maintains the energy really successfully. Absolutely. And I don't think there's much coincidence that when I got into this band was also when I got really into cycling as well and i just found that when you start to sort of flag and you're cycling really hard a new song comes on and it's like it's kind of dose of power yeah. and you sort of burst of energy and it kind of keeps going like that i also think it's like it's uh it's really good music for back when i used to wash dishes full time for minimum wage this was the sort of music i wanted to listen to you know what i mean just something that's like kind of nihilistic but also kind of funny yeah like and it's just like fast and relentless and energetic that sums it up tom You've done it. <laughs> I've obviously got like a lot of memories of uh, Rash Decision from uni. I think my taste in music was probably a bit lighter back then. So going mm. back into it, I, I had a lot of memories of Rash Decision being a lot heavier than I actually yeah. think they Same, are now. Yeah. And definitely, I remember them being a lot more grindcore than they actually are. Yeah. Like you said, there's that influence It's funny, but isn't it? Yeah. In my head, I was like, this is a grindcore album. We're doing grindcore this week. But um, yeah. it's definitely not. There's a I lot think, of other elements in there. Dare mm. I say it, the speakers we had in our house, Tom, they weren't very good. <laughs> <laughs> they just converted everything into necro sound. <laughs> that may have been why Ben and I remember it as being just like a horrible, heavy grinding. I still have those speak. Those speakers are about a foot away from me under my bed, <laughs> and they're still covered in beer. <laughs> oh god! Are those the Logitech ones? Uh, I'll check in a minute, mate. Yeah, no worries. No, that's true. Remember. <laughs> I wanted to say another point just on their lyrics is I love we were talking earlier about um, mm. before we started the podcast about chin chin pussies the sound the way it starts the guy going oh my Ugh. god <laughs> yeah and that noise which even when you did it then when I heard it when I was re-listening to this album as soon as I heard that I like blinked and I was back on your sofa at Plague House like <laughs> drinking a beer and just like freezing cold and I yeah. just was like I I've had this dream that I I've got an office job and I <laughs> what have I done <laughs> got a chance to relive it all again <laughs> it's like one of those memes like wake up what were you talking about the election in 2006, bro, we're at this. <laughs> and everything's okay. <laughs> it's 2017. We're just in a rash decision and throwing beer cans at each other. <laughs> What's COVID? No, it's all great. I've got to warn them. <laughs> so, guys, favorite songs? For me, it was quite a lot of the album. 
So my best. Song. What a fucking turnaround! It only took I me know. five years. I know. This is, this is the, the greatest <laughs> comeback of all time, right? This is not the response I expected from you, Josh. <laughs> Mine were "Sunburn," "Blinded by Leaves," and "C asterisk asterisk NT of the Litter." Oh wait, you can say "cunt." <laughs> we can say "cunt," can't we? <laughs> oh, can we? We were gonna bleep flippin', so <laughs> "cunt of the Litter." Similar songs. I I really love "Chin Chin Pussies." That's my favourite. So mm. definitely. Oh, if, yeah. if I, I'll just, just pick one instead of instead of doing what we always do and naming the whole fucking album. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go with Chin Chin Pussies. It's just so funny. It's so catchy. I love the groovy bass intro on it. It's the most memorable yeah. song, like definitely. And and the whole like half the cast, twice the pain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so good. Oh man, they're so just sing sing alongable. Two. <laughs> yeah, and then that's the song that ends with the like escalating screams, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd say, uh, yeah. Say, I mean, I, I like every track on the album. Uh, interesting that neither of you guys have mentioned um, "Inanimate" though, which is uh, or "Inanimate," which is one of my favourite songs. Just that the way it kind of falls into that opening guitar riff. I uh, just I want to say before we move on, the song "Blinded by Leaves" is actually I asked the singer about this when I saw them at a gig once. And he told me it's about um, someone in their band got got a bit of a leaf in their eye and had to go to an eye doctor for it because it was hurting so much. <laughs> so to play us out for this section, here are the lyrics of Blinded by Leaves. Ag, it's in my eye. It's in my eye. Wrecking my cornea. Blinded by eye experts. Hospital cues. Chlorophyll attack. Botanical frack. Blinded by leaves. <laughs> Uh, and it's that kind of quality throughout. Yeah. <laughs> You'll love it or you hate it. Yeah, man. So up next is Thousands of Evils by Viljata. Viljata are a Swedish sort of gent, meshuggah-inspired prog metal band. They're from, and I think I'm pronouncing this right, Hudiksvall in Sweden. Uh, they've been around since 2005, and this is their second studio album. So their first studio album, Mastardon, was a concept album, sort of like, they said it was inspired by The Jungle Book. It's sort of this fairy tale story. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and the album cover's got these little kind of animals, so it's like this little kind of fable village in the, in the woods. But this is kind of not a concept album, as far as I'm aware, and it changes up the pace a little bit, because it adds in a lot more kind of weird elements and things. And Vilciata were a band that they had a lot of hype going a couple of years ago, and they've, they've kind of been a bit quiet since. So I'm interested to hear what you think, because I really like the combination of atmospheric and kind of groove and discordant stuff going on. And I think it's got a lot of cool elements and features in this album. And I really like how, sort of as a counterpoint to the rash decision, rather than having one song where there's necessarily like 10 different ideas, or there's lots of ideas mm. in the song, but I mean, rather than having one song that sounds like five, it's this one album that kind of flows into one mega track. Yeah, no, I think um, on my first listen, I was very quickly like, oh, I'm into this. This is mm. really cool. And then I think as the album went on, I felt like, I, I don't know, I got used to the sound mm. in one respect, but um, I was sort of expecting that it to, it to kind of change up a little bit more. It's funny that you sort of said that, that it does sort of, it is like one long song. And I felt like I was noticing at points, like, oh, is this a new song kind of thing? Yeah, it doesn't really, like, it's not necessarily clear where one song ends and one begins. It does, it does flow into one, which I think is mm. kind of both good and bad. I think it's cool, but it does kind of damage the um, playlist inclusion factor a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> but mm. I think um, it's maybe, it's probably an opportunity to talk about gent in general mm. and those sort of associated genres. Like, uh, you said that they have their own term, right? So, these guys, there was there was a while where, basically, 
One of them had the sticker on his guitar that said Thal, so T-H-A-L-L. And everyone was saying that, like, it's this new subgenre of gent. And, right, like, okay. so how gent is an onomatopoeia, because this guitar's like gent, gent, gent. They were like, yeah. Thor is this new thing based on their guitar tone. And it became this giant kind of meme. And eventually one of the band members said, oh, no, it doesn't mean anything. Just one of my friends pr- mispronounced the word <laughs> and it sounded like Thor. And it became, like, a joke in the band. <laughs> <laughs> but now if you go on, like, the Vilgiata comments... For like a song on YouTube, people say "Thor" in capital letters. <laughs> but I think it's a good point because Vilgiata have kind of eked out this new little subgenre with that very specific kind of high-pitched, discordant tone. So there's other bands. Yeah, yeah, I, that was yeah. definitely quite a unique element, mm. I think, for bands in this area. Yeah, uh, that that really high, I don't know if high-pitched is right. Maybe not high-pitched, yeah, but yeah, but, yeah, I but, know what you mean though. It's not in that kind yeah. of lower like register of like Meshuga where it's like yeah bassy as fuck <laughs> even the yeah. bassier chords and, and riffs and stuff still have that very kind of high end trebly feel interesting actually because like listening to it in the same week as Rash Decision I thought there was a certain amount of comparison between these two bands absolutely in that there's like there's a lot there's there's a jangly sound to both bands you know? yeah <laughs> I know exactly it's very mm. much a rattly jangly something being shaken about kind of yeah I, I'm struggling to I've been quiet for a little bit because I'm really really struggling to put my ideas into order yeah. on this band. I like weird music. I like weird time signatures, stuff like that. But Gent is a weird one for me. I've always felt like it's music written for musicians. And it's a chance to show off how not so much necessarily like technically complex, but things like time signatures and unusual things with the music. And I find that, and I did find this with this album, there's a lot of ideas there that I think are really cool and they sound interesting. But I feel like they would be cool as part of another song, which I'd like a lot more if there was just some nice choruses that I could enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> now, see, that's interesting because I know exactly what you mean. I don't think that I feel the need for like choruses and verses that I can sort of recognize and make sense of. But well, I do. I'm simple. <laughs> <laughs> I just sing along. But, no, I mean, I would have liked it if there was something slightly more cohesive about it because. Yeah. I think um, the second song where they break into that sort of clean vocal section and it is very, it's like a non-traditional clean metal voice, isn't it? You know? Yeah. I was like, oh, that's really interesting. I, I wonder how they're yeah. going to kind of lean into that more in the album and, and where they can take that combination of this sort of new version of Gent mixed with, as I say, something quite jangly or with grindy and then take that further with the sort of clean vocals but i don't feel like it ever really got there for me where it was like oh wow they've lifted their sound to this new layer they've really done something here at the start of the week i i didn't really like this at all i I really i listened to it once and i was like oh no i i I just don't like this it's just not for me throughout the week i listened to it quite a few more times i mean the album's a tight 24 minutes and they get a lot Mm. of music into those 24 minutes and um Throughout the week, I started to understand it a bit more, and I did start to like it a lot more. And there are some songs that I really like now, mm, mm. but I don't know. I think it's just it's quite um, difficult to get into for me. Like yeah. Rash Decision, I, I not seeing the the comparison because I found Rash Decision. I put it on, I was immediately in that space, and I got yeah. it, and I liked it. And then the more I listened to it, the more I uncovered, I liked it more. With this, when I first listened to it, I didn't like it. And mm. I've started to understand it more, but I'm still like I'm real on my edge with this. <laughs> and no, and, and not, no, but honestly, every now and again, like you guys are saying one thing, and I'm like, yeah, actually, no, that's a good point. You know, that was quite good about it. And then you say something else, and I go, yeah, that's the thing I hated about it. <laughs> it's a really weird one that's for me. The, the comparison to Rash Decision is only in the sense that I think, like, 
it's a, a slightly more grindy end of gent but like that's a push to be honest that's a stretch <laughs> and, and actually yeah on that the comparison josh already said sugar. that was the comparison that was going through my head in terms of that there's some more like grindy sections and there were some parts that i thought this could be a Meshuggah song at yeah, some point yeah and um that's where my mind was going a lot and i quite like Meshuggah, and i was just thinking this kind of feels like Meshuggah light i'd rather just listen to Meshuggah. i'm being a real dick about this i realize <laughs> being honest i I, th- I think it's interesting though because Meshuggah do definitely have a very different sound because even their songs like maybe, maybe i'm gonna show up my lack of Meshuggah knowledge but if you listen to like bleed or rational gaze or even the newer stuff like you know like, like um what is it clockworks it's got that energy and it's got the kind of groovy but i think what a band like Viljata brings is it brings this kind of like Thomas saying the jangly spooky atmospheric kind of thing I don't feel like Meshuggah is mm, that atmospheric yeah. whereas I feel like this is extremely atmospheric and I think it really leads in leads into the spooky um, clean guitar and the acoustics and some of the, the clean vocals and I, I think Tom actually the point you're making earlier about how it sounds it shares that kind of jangly feeling with Rash, Rash Decision is really, is really mm. good because they it's both It's a slightly chaotic feeling isn't it? Well it's interesting I, I think they kind of arrive at the same place through like very different ideas like okay yeah so rash decision they feel quite jangly i think because the bass sounds quite kind of bouncy and like energetic it was like but with 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 the I, I feel like it's kind of the opposite where it's the bass sounds very chuggy but the jangle comes from this kind of over the top you know these weird strings like i think it's like a harp in one bit and there's this kind of weird guitar stuff going on uh, it's sort of constantly like I, <laughs> I was thinking more yeah, it is. like in <laughs> just play the right note. <laughs> I, I guess a bit more like in um in in uh, Diman, uh when in the kind of end of the acoustic bit before it gets into that heavier bit, it's got the sort of on the strings for lack of a better no, I mean, like if there's any, any musicians listening to this are going to be like man these guys know what the fuck they're talking about no they are do you know what? I looked up a term I looked up a guitar term so I could use it this week oh? but I haven't had a chance yet what's the term staccato oh that isn't that like a like yeah that kind of like stop start kind of guitar style because that's why I wanted the right word for it yeah. And I forgot to use it. So, But that's the musical term I'd like to speak. <laughs> and we can all try can and be we, better. We have one per episode. <laughs> I think the staccato guitars in Regnar Benson are really good on this album. Don't you, Ben? Oh, the staccato guitars, Josh. Yeah, I, I, the staccato <laughs> guitars were something that I... I uh, I did enjoy that in that song. Absolutely, we're probably, we're probably pronouncing it wrong. I'll just cut it so that it sounds like that's. Uh, it sounds like that was just natural. No, don't, because I said I liked it, and that's a lie. Um... <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this this is a funny album. I, I kind of feel like the whole thing with Gent, right? Is I actually think it sounds pretty cool, but it, for me, it lives in such a cold world where almost I feel like, as I say, with Rash Decision, I associate it with when I was working as a dishwasher riding a bike around a lot around the city a lot and stuff this i sort of i associate more with like vaping when i could yeah vaping or like when there's like a malfunction with my computer (laughs) (laughs) and i get that sense that sending this email or trying to figure out what is wrong with the software on my computer is like harder than discovering like ancient arcane knowledge you know what i mean (laughs) that's the sense of dread that i got from this album (laughs) 
<laughs> so yeah, I, I, yeah. I prefer a slightly more familiar sense of dread. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Music kind of grounds you in a, in a feeling and a place, doesn't yeah. it? And I'm, I, I know. <laughs> I think that that sort of computerized doom it's is of, quite. It's a, like yeah. a dark robo future for a lot yeah. of gents in general. And that's it, not to say I didn't like it, but it just I will I will gravitate towards dread filled things but i don't i don't know if i'd be listening to this again to be honest mm. i guess this is what we'd call controversial then certainly <laughs> here we go yep. let's jump ourselves in <laughs> well i guess at least you guys liked it more than episode one's album that i brought god josh i feel like i've upset you <laughs> don't get me wrong. I, I i i enjoyed listening to this album i really did <laughs> no no I'm, I'm, sorry, i just I, don't I'm... know i i think it the thing is it genuinely worked <laughs> I'm, it made me, I'm, it I made just, me feel full of dread and horror. I'm just kidding around. I'm not upset. No, no, no. <laughs> I preferred it to Parkway Drive. Yeah, <laughs> fair. fair. <laughs> I, do you know what? Like, as much as I'm, I, I'm playing up a bit how much I, I didn't like it, but because um, mm. there were songs that I really liked, I really liked En Mort Vic Lone. Yeah, I like that like, one a lot. My well, Swedish actually, is probably yeah. terrible. Yeah. Um, and Mist <laughs> for Stantet. Yes, that one. I really liked both those songs. I, I won't be coming back to them. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna come back and let's do it again. I'm no, sorry. <laughs> I liked um, Langst mit Dan. That sounded believable. <laughs> the second one. I thought that was cool. <laughs> For me, I I, I think so because well, my favorite bit of the album is the second half of Diman through to middle of Enmuk Vitloin. I found the like repetitive discordant riffs quite comforting. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, I I do like the that's the thing. I I do like the sort of stop start changing direction kind of feeling of this sort of stuff. I really like um, Gorgut's album Obscura. Yeah, like for the for how it does that, which is just completely mad start to finish, and that's like forty five minutes. And then also the uh, grindcore band Twitch. I mean, I, I that album is about two minutes. But uh, it's also got. If you like this band, you should check out those bands. Yeah, absolutely. Would be my yeah. And it, on the flip side, also, if you like this band and you have, I, I assume you've heard of them. But if you haven't, also check out Humanity's Last Breath. Mm. I liked that. Yeah, yeah, that sounded I, very interesting. They've got a new album coming out soon, so maybe we should we could very, tackle very it later on. That. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, cool. Mm, a future. But yeah, episode. no. Overall, mm. I, I enjoyed listening to it, but I uh, I don't know. It didn't quite connect with me as much as similar. things things connected that's fair no i can definitely see that but i did feel like it was unique which uh, is uh, i think high praise in my mind definitely yeah i i would agree with that it was it's definitely unique i've i've not heard anything that sounds similar it's not like it felt generic or no. ripped off of anything else um as much as the comparison for Sugar is there for me a little bit it's definitely different i liked the clean vocals mm. i did like the guitar sound it just it's made me think too much and i don't <laughs> like that. Uh, it is an issue i, I know what you mean though because sometimes you just you just want to like listen to a nice album you know and I, I i do feel that a lot of prog it's true can it's, be a bit much it's not background music is no it? no no certainly not so our final album this week is goat snakes black age blues The Goat Snake are a sort of doom stoner kind of band from uh, Los Angeles, California. The album we're talking about today is Black Age Blues, which is from 2015, and it's their third full-length studio release. Goat Snake are kind of part of this big melting pot of doom stoner bands that seem to exist in this small area in LA. There's some really big names that are involved with all these guys, sort of like Acid King and Caius, and they're all sort of like similar members. Oh, There's right. a lot of overlap there. Yeah, I'm not not going to lie. I know that connection exists, but I don't know a whole lot about it, so I'm not going to go on about it. No, that's all right. 
but yeah, Goat Snake. They're, they're, I say Doomstoner. There's a lot of interesting influences going on there. A lot of like bluesy kind of country, um, mm. like very yeah. Americana kind of vibes in it. I'm gonna be honest. When I picked this album, leading up to us preparing for this week, I was really worried that I was gonna turn up and you guys were gonna absolutely <laughs> hate it, and also question why the hell I mm. brought this to a metal podcast because I think it's oh, very yeah, much on that borderline. Yeah. Um, we've talked about genres and stuff before, but. You know, it was a an interesting one. So I am really, really interested to hear what you guys think about it. I wasn't sure what I was going to make of this. We occasionally differ on our opinions on, <laughs> on certain certain aspects of the sort of you know doomer stone stoner diaspora very occasionally <laughs> is, that a, is that a term sure. we occasionally differ on our, our, our taste of those sorts of genres but yeah I know I really enjoyed this one actually oh thank god yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's the important thing when it started I instantly everything in my brain felt like it just slowed down so much <laughs> and it was just like being carried on the waves of like riff after riff I know and, yeah and quite often just the same riff repeated over and over again but like here's the thing that can get really annoying when it's like Metallica wanking themselves off but with these guys <laughs> the second hit on Metallica this episode <laughs> yeah I know oh jeez we're not getting that sponsorship <laughs> <laughs> Lars is gonna be pissed <laughs> I wanna do um, I actually do wanna do Ride the Lightning at some point by the way if you're listening Lars <laughs> 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 you know he is you know he is <laughs> the lawyers are drafting there <laughs> so what yeah, I was gonna say let was let me up a bit let me up a bit Nice, got it. What I was going to say was, um, what I felt like Goatsnake have done with this album is spend absolutely ages sitting around an amp and twiddling every little, like, dial and every little little single tiny little thing on the pedal until they just get Mm. this fucking amazing guitar sound. And then it's literally just like, right, let's just fucking write some songs, you know? Because I feel like the the guitar guitar tone is consistent all the way throughout. And it's just like, oh, yeah, that feels good. <laughs> on, on that first track, um, Another River to Cross, it's like the acoustic guitar intro for about like two minutes, minute and a half. Mm. And then the that, like you're saying, that guitar tone just like rises up out of nowhere. And you're just, it's so like thick and just brilliant. It is, yeah. Like, thick is oh. definitely the, the term. It's like billowing smoke, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Thick with two Cs. It, no, I know what you mean. It, it's it's. I think it's interesting. We've had three bands on today who they mm. all have very specific and I think quite engineered styles. I don't mean that in a bad way, but but they they've got a very they know what they want to mm. sound like. And I, I think probably Goatsnake are especially like that. They've mm, got yeah, yeah definitely very specific niche they're hitting, and they hit it really well. I think that's like we're saying a product of it being a lot of these musicians have a lot of different projects going on. When I, when I was researching them, you know, there's connections all over the place, like from. Like I said, Caius and Acid King to like Desert Sessions mm. and um, even Queens of the Stone Age. Like there's yeah, overlaps. Queens of the Stone Age that that um, pops up in my mind actually because I, I like them quite a lot. And I think um, you're definitely right in terms of like Americana is like the subject mm. matter for a lot of it. Yeah. As soon yeah. as I heard like the sort of first I don't know three minutes of the album, I was like, somebody at some point is going to say the word whiskey pretty soon. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't have to wait long. <laughs> Bird song. <laughs> Lo and behold. Yeah, yeah I think um, the, the Americana vibes, I don't know whether it's something I've like totally picked up on, but I mean, the album cover is like a wooden like Californian church in a desert, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and I think Pete Stahl, the vocalist, his vocals kind of gave me that like American preacher kind of vibe. Like you can imagine him behind the podium yeah. being like, you know, I'm not of a real crowd. Yeah, yeah. And it's got <laughs> it's a like... lot of those sort of gospel choir elements, which like... Man, I thought that was so fucking cool when it throws that in. All right, I just gonna say the gospel choir I think really elevates this. I think I think without the gospel stuff, 
Uh, I, th- I think it's, is it gospel? Are we right on that? That's the word I would use, but then I. I it's, <laughs> it's like um, yeah, it sounds like gospel to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's what the three of us imagine to be gospel. But anyway, whatever it is, I think this would be a cool album, but it would kind of be like, Neh. but when it's got this special source, yeah, it makes it. Mm. It goes from good, it that to excellent. I think just mm. by adding that because it's so well done. Because it, it, it pulls it into that sort of Americana world even more, doesn't it? It really gives yeah, a context, definitely. yeah. Yeah, and it kind of I don't know for me it. Was like I was picturing sort of you know those massive like willow trees you see in like uh, Louisiana and stuff. Yeah. You're seeing pictures of Louisiana because I've never been. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing a lot of imagining. Now. Yeah. <laughs> How have we not mentioned as well the harmonica? Right, that puts you oh, right. Oh yeah, like, yeah. Goddamn, not often we get an album with a harmonica on it. You don't but... get enough harmonica, man. It's got this style that I think quite unusually for metal really mm. situates it mm-hmm. in like a time and a space you know it's got that real and yeah. i, I want to say kind of like southern vibe I, I don't know if i'm wrong there but it, i i yeah. just hearing like the, the choir and the harmonica yeah. and whiskey like i have this whole kind of world in my head built around these songs already what's the the, the coffee whiskey till the cows come home yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, i loved it yeah it reminded me a lot of hendrix actually throughout jimmy hendrix really yeah yeah i think um particularly mm. uh, a song like hey joe which has got some of those kind of gospel elements in it and you can yeah. kind of hear some of that sort of style in there i think in this album yeah that's definitely an interesting comparison not one that really occurred to me but now that you say it i can totally see it i guess it's interesting like how eclectic the influences on this are and it still manages to maintain like a really strong identity which i think is quite a challenge definitely like when i'm comparing it to the other albums that we've covered this week when you look at something like viljata and rash decision i think the complexities of the ideas Mm. are really evident Mm. and i i don't know if there's like complexity in the music in the same way in goat snake because i think like tom said the the riffs are like kind of repetitive and it's it is more about that like the whole package and Mm. and the feeling and the vibe and i think the same amount of work has gone into it like that's yeah so what i'm getting at here is it's not as though it's simpler and easier yeah because they've obviously really created a very unique thing here and Mm. when i was picking similar bands that i was good like trying to think of who would I compare them to. Yeah. I ended up just looking up things like Caius and Hermano, and these were all bands that were basically related to them and basically had some of the same members in them. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think um, mm. it's interesting what you say about complexity and that, like, the songs are kind of superficially not very complex, but you listen to a lot of metal, you listen to a lot of rock, uh, you know, doom, all this sort of stuff, like blues, that covers these sort of broad genres. But there was still something about the directions the vocals took at points. Like, just sort of unexpected sort of notes or, like, ways to finish off parts of the chorus and verse and stuff that I was just like, ooh, I haven't really heard that Mm. before. And, Mm. yeah, I mean, I just feel like the whole album was, like, such a pleasure to listen to that, I mean, interesting that you thought I wasn't going to like it because out of all the albums we've looked at so far that I haven't listened to before, this is the one I've listened to the most kind of like oh, wow. in my free time without sort of yeah. going like hmm what do I have to say about this but really just mm. being like yeah I just want to I just want to put that on just to hear that fucking meaty guitar sound and those sort of like amazing like vocals uh, yeah I really thought you were going to say it was boring and repetitive mm. and didn't belong sort of on a heavy <laughs> metal <laughs> podcast I thought I was going to get grilled this week over this but, uh, no not maybe at that's all. why I was so aggressive when we talked about Josh's I, I don't yeah. know <laughs> You, you have to, you have to yeah. deliver the pain. But I mean, it's it's interesting because I think like while it is, there's obviously a repetitive element to it. And I can see why you would think that I wouldn't like that. But I think a lot of, you'll see in the album that I choose next week, I 
think that a lot of black metal has very long drawn out songs that mm. are kind of superficially repetitive that are like good not because they're offering you something fresh every 10 seconds like a grindcore song but because they're like almost like hypnotizing you yeah i think it's it's the strength of the atmosphere for me that really yeah. carries me through the repetitive bits because you know it, you, they do use the same riffs a lot but it's it's got such a strong you know it's such a strong situated atmosphere you can really feel like the environment in which you imagine the music yeah. was kind of and- recorded right and you you know, it, it really has a strong feeling beyond just the sound for me. I want to fucking listen to this when I go camping and just be like <laughs> drinking black coffee and like chopping wood. You know what I mean? So like the next time I'm in the uh, I'm in the yeah. bayou, this will be blasting. You know? Yeah, definitely. And and we touched on it in the Viljata uh, section. I mean, this is so sing-alongable too, mm. <laughs> and that's mm. why I like putting it on. I like listening to this yeah, while I'm driving. Yeah, sure. you know, Like just. Yeah, absolutely. And I actually, um, I, I can't wait until fucking live music starts up in general, but particularly I'm really looking forward to going to see bands yeah. like this where you can just sort of take a big lung full of air and just like belt out yeah. some lyrics, you know? So yeah, all in all, I thought like a really fucking strong album. Yeah, same. So I'm interested to know what you guys would say were your favourite songs of the album. So for me, I think it was either, probably both, I want to say, mm. Another River to Cross and Jimmy's Gone. I think there were some really cool mm. bits. I think Jimmy's Gone in particular was excellent. Uh, it just, it did everything right, you know? It, it, it's all the best bit of the album combined into a single song, in my opinion. Yeah, and I, I really liked the choir on that as well. Or gospel, whatever we're saying. Yeah, we're, we're going to go <laughs> gospel choir. <laughs> okay, yeah, we'll use both. I really liked the gospel choir on that. <laughs> now we've got options. Mm. <laughs> gospel choir face. <laughs> yeah, funny enough, actually, Josh, I had the exact same two songs written down. I feel like A River to Cross was just like, just such a great like break into the album. Really just like went with it as soon as it started. Oh, for sure. Um, and yeah, I felt like Jimmy's Gone is sort of the, um, the pinnacle of what they're doing with the sound. Like, yeah, really good uh yeah i liked sort of almost everything on the album my choices are different actually i, I picked um elevated man oh, really? definitely my favorite track it's one of their most popular tracks on spotify as well isn't it elevated man yeah and generally when i listen to this band i do tend to go for their like top tracks like there are some bands mm. that i do go album by album this isn't one that I, I don't think i've ever listened to one their album start to finish until this week um yeah but yeah elevated man and coffee and whiskey being two of their most popular songs off the album they're the ones that are the most catchy. They're the ones that stick in my head the most. I'd definitely say their other album, uh, Dog Days. I think it's I and Dog Days. It's like a, a okay, jewelry yeah. sort of thing. Oh, cool. That, that's a really good album mm. as well. So if you want some more, check that out because it's got just okay. as many catchy songs in it. I have actually, I've listened around a little bit and I felt like um, there was some cool stuff on their other bits, but... I want to listen to the album because I sent. I get the sense that this is like a band that very much goes for a guitar tone per album and just like just does a bunch of stuff with it. That's why I I had a bit of a debate with myself whether to pick this album or um, Dog Days, and I picked this one because I think it nails that country Americana kind of vibe better than the other one. They're both really good albums. Yeah, but I think this one is like that's Ghost Snake to me. Yeah, man, very good. Liked for it sure. a lot. So that was Rash Decision with their album Headstrong. Uh, we had Viljata with Thousands of Evils and Goatsnake with Black Age Blues. Uh, guys, how do you feel? Good. Those are three really interesting bands, I thought. I enjoyed listening mm. to all of it this week. And also three sort Absolutely. of relatively underground bands that your average metal listener might not know about. So that was cool as well. Yeah, I mean, obviously I had to know one of the albums because I picked it, but... Uh... I, I wasn't, you know, I'd never listened to either of those other albums mm, all the way through. Yeah. And it was, yeah, really interesting, really enjoyable. Absolutely. I think I learned, I discovered a lot of music this today. 
and I, I thought it was uh, honestly it was all really good and I was, I was really happy yeah, I think absolutely. we really ran yeah. the gamut of the different genres here and it was, it was cool it was all good I mean there, yeah. there is there is just so much music out there <laughs> <laughs> yeah do you know what I kind of feel like um, three different we've got three very different albums there right yeah like, I think that's a really good point it's almost like we had Rash Decision which to me is kind of like a kebab on the way home you know <laughs> yeah. it's like really satisfying <laughs> And really delicious, mm. but maybe you wouldn't take a girl there on a first date. Yeah, <laughs> you know. And then you had Viljata, which to me was like a really fancy restaurant. But if I take a girl there on a first date, she might think I'm a bit wanky and a bit mm. pretentious. <laughs> and uh, whereas Goat Snake is uh, America's too far to go on a first date. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to take um, uh, a girl I was sitting on Hinge to a protest for a date once. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> Which protest? It wasn't a bad one, She's, was it? No. It, well, yes, it was the <laughs> anti-something-good protest. No, it was the um, when Boris was trying to prorogue Parliament. Uh, vaguely. Remember back when those were our biggest problems? Yeah, this is like 2019. And I was like, hey, so drinks are cool tonight. You want to go to this protest? <laughs> <laughs> well, what did she say? How did it go? She said she didn't like crowds, so we didn't go. Uh, well, I went. I said, Wait, <laughs> like you were just like well I'm going so <laughs> well I mean we went up afterwards but I was like I'm defending democracy today and you can't fucking stop me <laughs> sorry babe I've got democracy to defend uh, uh, how how bad would it be if I was like hey babe you want to go to this protest and she was like no and I was like yeah it was lame anyway yeah no you're right George I respect you more man of your principles yeah mm-hmm. and also I just want to point out parliament in the end didn't get prorogued so I mean you're welcome democracy damn yeah. Well, I'll bear that in mind if we're ever allowed to date anyone again. If that ever becomes illegal again. Legal. <laughs> Alright, let me record that. If that ever becomes illegal. <laughs> <laughs> the difference between legal and illegal is quite important, actually. <laughs> it's just, just a letter. <laughs> it's an important letter. <laughs> uh, yeah, so um, next week, episode four, we're doing something a little bit different, right? Yeah. Next week, we're going to do our first genre episode. This is wow. going to be a black metal episode, mm. but I should uh, I should uh, say up front this is not a this is not necessarily like a one hundred and one of the genre. Or mm. we a are already of the genre. prefacing this with we're, a disclaimer yeah. before we've even done the episode. <laughs> we're going to stick to the uh, you know the the structure of the Metal Face podcast, and we're each going to bring one of our favorite black metal albums, and hopefully talk a little bit about the genre as well. Absolutely, that's the idea. That's the idea. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> Yeah, look at us, trying something different. <laughs> different things. So which three black metal albums are we going to be talking about next week? Next week we're going to be talking about Dark Thrones, A Blaze in the Northern Sky. I'm going to be bringing The Well of Stars by Onerism, which are, if I understand correctly, a one-man solo project. Okay, oh. yeah, I've not, not heard of them before. Um, mm, they're um, cool. I'm interested. And yeah, I'm going for something, something big, something popular right now. Uh, I'm bringing Dimmu Borges' Eonian, their oh, newest nice. album. yeah. Yeah, I'll be meaning to listen to that, so that would be cool. All right, guys, I think that's a wrap. That's episode three of the Metal Face Podcast. Absolutely. Episode three of the Metal Face Podcast. We are speeding through them. We are (laughs) flying ahead. (laughs) Yeah, and I will see you guys next week for some uh, some black metal goodness. Currently, my favorite Mm -hmm. genre, I would say, my most listened to genre at the moment. So I'm looking forward to uh, not shutting up about that. It's a shame. It's it's a shame that it's not going to be a video based podcast because we're going to be in corpse paint. Yes. Well, <laughs> well, yes. I will see you guys next week. I look forward to a whole week of listening to music this week. Hell yeah. Excellent. <laughs> Talk to you next week. <laughs> see you next week. Have a good week. That was week. <laughs> <laughs> that was the Metal Face Podcast. Go follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. 
Thank you for Season of Mist, Karak Yanger, and Separation for their music in the intro. And thank you to Johnny Peterson for transition music throughout. Go check out his projects at Heads for the Dead, Massacre, Worm Vale, and Wombat. And most importantly, thank you for listening. Take it easy, and hail Satan. Transition. I'm going to get another drink. Yeah, I'm going to stretch my leg. Stretch your leg. No, <laughs> my... Stretch no, the my, peg leg now. Hop around. <laughs> My my desk in my room is too short, basically, and I think I hunch over, and it's, it's really oh hurt my, my back. God. So I'm just going to walk around a bit. Okay, you need to get a new desk. <laughs>